0: Welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Foolery starring Jerry Springer. Along with Gene Galvin and me, I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. My daddy came. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jerry Springer.
1: Thank you. Thank you. This is great. This is the exact same audience from last week. No one went home.
0: (laughs) Everyone just. Yeah. Sat down and stayed.
1: Hey, Gene. Oh, you knocked
2: the coffee. coffee over. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know, I have. <laughs> oh, my glasses. Sorry. I have business plans. I, I work he on stuff. No, and, yeah. <laughs>
0: business plans. What's and you bad. know
2: that you and I, Jerry, have uh, invented something. It's not the oh. first time. So we yeah. invented Megan a thing called Turbo Chair. Mm-hmm. And uh, we need a commercial. Yeah. And I talked about that in the yeah. last show. But I looked at the budget for the business plan, yeah. and it's very thin. Well, well let's explain.
0: $2.50 is not going to cover it, as yeah. yeah. in Spend
1: other money <laughs> on some other stuff. In case there's <laughs> someone out there that missed our last podcast, which seems unthinkable. Right. But if there was someone, well, let's explain what the turbo chair is. That's... It it is a, uh, a it's a chair, it's sort
2: of a chair lift, and it goes on a rail, rides up a rail next to the banister, and it's a poor
1: man's elevator.
0: You guys have seen them on TV, you've seen the, yeah,
1: Yeah. if if, if you have trouble, if you're elderly or you have a disability and you have Mm -hmm. trouble getting up and down stairs, you you put this chair on that. And in a business you always have to have and I'm gonna school you a little bit
2: on this, so you might want to pay attention, but you always wanna have what we call in the wait, wait, advertising my world. I got to get the writing. Okay, go ahead. You wanna have what we call in the advertising world a, a point of distinction or a customer yeah. benefit. Yeah. And so those chairs that you see on television, you referenced it, Megan, just go, pardon my language, it's too damn slow. Yeah. Oh, so okay. you i gotta, have, get
0: upstairs, you gotta get upstairs you gotta get upstairs so <laughs> i
2: have uh written um, i we do all of our advertising internally in our company so i have prepared some scripts but when i noticed that we have no budget for advertising i thought what the heck we do a podcast where david Proust is recording right now yeah we're going to and we're professionals we can do this in one take it's going take 30 seconds we're going to record this commercial Megan, I need, I please, I beseech you, I need three things from you. One, I need you to be the announcer. Okay. You'll see that in the script. Two, I. I you have a script? I, I got a script. I couldn't afford <laughs> uh, recorded
1: sound effects. I talked to David and it's just out of our is budget. This, is this what retirement is like? <laughs> <laughs> you sit at home in the day and write a script You'll for see. a turbo chair. You'll see. Yeah. <laughs> and so,
2: number two. Oh, man, I don't want Megan, to. Megan, can you do some sound effects? You're sure. a professional. Sure. And number three, and I'm not real excited about this because you read the disclaimer at the end (laughs) of some things.
0: (laughs) Yeah. we get down to it, the most important point of the I Want to go kind of fast? Sure.
2: Because I'm not proud of the stuff the government's requiring us to say. Oh, sure, because these can be dangerous. Yeah, these can be, well, could be. They could go off the rails. So anyway, here's your script, Jerry. Here's your oh, script, yes. Megan. There's no reason to read it through. We are professionals. Jerry, step up to the mic. Jerry, let me give you some coaching. I need you to be strong. <laughs> I need you to be, uh, you need to speak with enunciation. Enunciation. Everything crisp? Are there any big words here? I don't think so. Okay. And Jerry, uh, read it like you believe it. (laughs) You know,
1: like like (laughs) you care. Hey, I'm Jerry Springer, and like many of you, I'm getting really old. Stepping onto a rug is now a chore. Walking up steps? Well, that's out of the question.
2: So we invented TurboChair, the poor man's elevator that rides up your stairs on a rail attached to your banisters. But not like other chairs you see on television, they're way too slow.
1: We grew up on fast food, fast cars, and remote control. We want things fast, so our TurboChair is powered by a motorcycle V-twin engine. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Turbo
0: chair, it'll get you the bathroom before you go in your pants.
2: You can't buy turbo chair in a store. You can't even buy it online. To get your own turbo chair, meet us in the parking lot next to the Folk School coffee parlor this Thursday night at 11 o'clock. I got my turbo chair, and now Mickey and I don't have to sleep in the living room.
0: The turbo chair's patent was designed for reasons the government said are obvious. The turbo chair is illegal to purchase in 49 states, not named Kentucky. To ride turbo chair, federal law requires you wear UL-approved NASCAR crash helmet. We
1: got it. Wow. <laughs> okay, got right. it. Very creative. We got it. That's a, I, I can tell Is someone manning the phones? Because <laughs> the,
0: <laughs> there aren't any phones. This is a podcast. It's not a radio broadcast. Oh, yeah, that's right.
2: You see, the way this works is we now put that on <laughs> our podcast with a phone number. Yeah. You're
1: thinking, Jared. Yeah, you understand how this works. How much is it going to cost to put in a phone line? And who's going to man the Wait, phone? Wait, another question. How much does the turbo chair cost? Yes, you never mentioned that. See, I even fought this all the way
2: through. I I really can my you, business plan didn't require that. I like. Can you
1: get there. whiplash? Could, and, and what if the thing just doesn't stop? <laughs> it just throws you through the wall upstairs. Was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I never thought of any of this. Yeah. You got to think of this before you write this ad. Well, and the parts that you read I need to underline it. <laughs> I, need to get, I need to get one I'm of those things. Let me give you
0: green... a couple notes here, Gene. Yeah. When you pick up <laughs> yeah, a script.
2: <laughs> I need to get one of those color things and you. Highlighter? You highlighter, highlighter. Thank you. Mark your this lines.
0: Man, he is. Wow.
2: Maybe I started to read that because that's a line I should have read. Maybe I put that should, <laughs> You're taking you know?
0: my lines away from no, me now. Not
2: wow. Do that. I got to go that. So anyway, uh, it's it's a big day because the Kentucky State Reformatory has approved that Jerry Springer can come into the yard, as we
1: say, to speak <laughs> to. No, not permanently. <laughs> oh, not
2: permanently.
1: how proud! <laughs> I've been invited to go to prison. You have been. Is it an invitation? <laughs> I'm RSVP. Yeah, can I, I say some, no? Uh, or do, I am I required so. to report to prison?
2: I think it's like the army, and because you got a draft notice, didn't you?
1: I know, I know you yeah, later yeah.
2: served in some chicken shit operation with a, like oh. a JAG unit, reserve unit. I right.
1: was a lawyer and I served in Sharonville, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And while I was there, there wasn't one attack on the fort. There that's you go. I understand. Keeping our country safe. Yep. For you, uh, yeah. For my service. Yeah, that's right.
2: Yeah. yeah. You're the only person I know that has to go around saying thank you for my service. Yeah.
1: Yep. Okay, anyway. so we've been invited to go to prison.
2: <laughs> well, I've already been, and I did get out now I went down by the way, and I talked about this a couple of shows ago. Yeah. It was a it's powerful a experience because the uh, men that are in there have been convicted, so I'm not here I mean you know they, they did what they did and they got that's their punishment. but having said that it's uh you know there, it's a dire situation there, and mm-hmm. there are people who are there, some who I talk to who will never get out till they die. Because of what they did, and some that are there, one guy I know has been in prison for 40 years. Mm -hmm. So it's a tough, tough situation. It's a medium, max security prison. Mm -hmm. So uh, I proposed to them because I went down there and talked about some stuff unrelated to the podcast, but I talked about how I produce and co host the Jerry Springer podcast. They knew that before I got there, because I told you as I'm walking across the yard, Some guys are going, Jerry, Jerry, because they heard somebody from associated with Springer was coming in. So the follow-up is, well, there are several follow-ups, but one is uh, I talked to some prison officials about, you know, they're saying would Springer come down because it would be a big deal. Mm -hmm. They have no Internet um, availability, none, not ever but they do have TV and terrestrial radio and newspapers, and they watch your show, because they said they did. That's my audience. There it is. So uh, I had to... It's also on my guest list. (laughs) I know. Wow. So so I had to uh, provide for them some stuff they needed for you to be approved, and they did, I guess. uh, And I had to give it that... Of my stuff to them and i guess they do a background check so they ask us me to get from you things like your social number and driver's license number etc if you meet me thursday night at 11 in the parking lot i'll have some turbo chairs and i'll have jerry's personal information because that'd be pretty cool to have (laughs) wouldn't that be cool so i will have that (laughs) And I will try, I will make this promise to this audience in the coffee shop. I'm going to try to get, and I think you're going to think it's the mother load. I'm going to try to get the password for his black card. I have a platinum card, and I think I'm like really hot crap because I got an American Express platinum card. Wow. He's got the black card.
0: Is that the one made yeah. of
1: metal? Be honest, you have Shopper's charge. <laughs> shopper's charge, yeah. From <laughs> 1969. What yeah. is that? I don't even know. What
0: that's, that's, don't that, even know what that's, that's the good point, point.
1: Megan. That's when they used to hand out green stamps.
2: No. Yeah. And no hey, Megan, that's, that's the point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that's the sorry, point. Sorry, Jerry. Yeah, sorry. No idea what the hell you're talking nope. about. New? Yeah.
0: Sorry. Buddy. Do you have
2: a George Foreman grill?
0: I have a George Foreman grill. Well, okay. I do. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Still.
2: I'm just checking generations. generations. Here. That was.
0: That's not that old. No.
2: So anyway, we're going to go to KSR, as we call it, Kentucky State Reformatory. I hope they don't mind me uh, saying that, because it's not open to the public. That's not the right. point. No. But we're going to go but down, and we cool. are going to go down. Jerry and I—he's going to talk. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping to start teaching some regular classes there, so I think I can get—I'll be able to get in again. I'm yeah. approved. Uh, I've also talked to them about maybe they'd let us to do a let us do a podcast down there, and then we would all go down mm-hmm. and figure out the logistics of recording it, bring a musical act. could be very, I'd be, from our point of view, it would be very cool. Yeah. And I don't know whether they can, uh, that's the next question. Mm-hmm. But you're going, we just have to get it scheduled. Yeah, I,
1: I, in the early days, uh, on, a serious note, on the early days of my television show, it was a, a serious show in the beginning. And we did some shows from uh, from prisons. Wow! And uh, in fact, and the name is—I did a show on death row. Right. Okay. With a uh, oh, and he, and he was kind of famous. Um, and I went in there to interview him. Yeah. This guy, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. But anyway, I was in there, and uh, and I was nervous. Yeah. You know, there's a cage there, but he had murdered a lot of people and he was going to be executed and I had a one-hour one-on-one interview with him
0: and there was like a partition between you're not in the same room you've got like a partition yeah it
1: was a, yeah. like a uh, a net not a glass but a, oh, okay a cage wow and uh and there were moments I remember where I would ask a question because you know after a while you build a little bit of confidence okay because in the beginning you go and you're scared sure you know, just cause never been there and I remember at one point I asked, and I don't even remember the question, but he gave me a stare that, honestly, it made your blood curdle. Yeah. Just the way he suddenly looked. All mm-hmm. the blood drained out of his face. He was just looking. And I'm thinking, Uh-oh. bad question. <laughs> <laughs> really got to go back Can to Can we move now. on? What's your favorite color? <laughs> 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 I like
0: ice cream. How about Whoa. you?
1: <laughs> yeah, but it, it, when you go in there, it's and you meet. It's got to be intimidating. Kinds, and obviously, they're not all in there for that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, it's and they're human beings sure. who may have done horrible things. That's our point. That's why.
2: That's why we're going to do. This. That's why I did it, and I know that's but, why you're going to do. It. Go in, and it is what it is. You know, we're yeah. not in there to say woe on any of us, uh, and we were all sinners. Oh, I remember when I went in and interviewed Pete Rose. Well, when he was in federal prison.
1: Because Pete and I were friendly acquaintances. It's, you mm-hmm. know, Everyone goes around, oh, we were close friends, but we were friendly acquaintances. We're the same age, and mm-hmm. he was really big at the time that I was mayor and then doing the news here. And then when he went in on uh, tax issues, and I had never visited someone in prison before, and, you know, here's Pete, and you go in, And you know you feel so bad for him if he's a you know a friendly acquaintance of yours or a friend of yours. You know you feel badly. And then when it was over, I was leaving, and I could see he's not. And it's oh, you just feel it's a yeah. It was a. a I tell you what hit me.
2: I'm talking with these guys, particularly in the Q and A session. And when I was there, half of the gym was filled with guys in the bleachers they tell me when you come in and i'm not making a joke here the whole place will be filled in other words you'll draw they think virtually everybody in the yard will come to this because it's you know see this as very entertaining and and they should uh but in this conversation podcasting came up though they have no access to internet depends on when they came in they could know everything about social media if they came in three years ago sure and uh and a guy brought up, I mentioned this on a previous show, Ear Hustle. I, I urge all of our listeners. Such a good I'm, program. I'm promoting this. Mm-hmm. Ear Hustle, H-U-S-T-L-E, first word is E-A-R, uh, prison slang word for eavesdropping. And it's in San Quentin that a volunteer, kind of like a me, mm-hmm. came in and teamed up with two prisoners. One runs sound. The other one uh, is a co-host and a producer, co-producer. And all the stories are from within the walls. Mm-hmm. And I told these guys when this came up, I said, you guys have stories that people would love to hear, and it's not necessarily good that you have stories and that they want to hear them, but the fact is you have them. So I went home, and within two hours, because it's about an hour and 15 minutes from where I live, from Ludlow, and I'm on the internet listening to Ear Hustle, and I I got kind of teary-eyed. I thought, those dudes are down there, and and I'm listening to it because they brought it up. And they've never heard it. Yeah, no. Like the Hussle friend is, that I, my, friend, my new friend, yeah. I call him a new friend, a guy that has been in prison for four years. I'm friends with his brother, and he introduced me this to, hit, to the guy that's in prison. Well, he's been in for forty years. Yeah. And I'm listening yeah. to this great show. So, it's it's a it's a dark place to be yeah. honest. So anyway, we're going down. Uh, Jerry, question. Yes. Uh, as we speak uh melania trump is wearing this white hat and (laughs) they're at a state dinner in washington with the president of france and his wife and our president donald trump he's
0: brushing dandruff off his
2: shoulder Uh, yeah they're brushing dandruff all all of their shoulders if you saw the coverage today on the day that we recorded this is when that visit occurred of the french president um and I know it in the media is saying that the French president is kind of playing Donald Trump very adroitly. And, uh, his mission, the French president's mission is to keep us in the agreement with Iran for some important international reasons. Yeah. What's your take on all of that?
1: Well, uh, good for the French president and I hope he's successful. Um, he's coming here and l- later on in the week, Angela Merkel, um, head of Germany, uh, will be visiting. And the European countries that are part of this uh, agreement with Iran to denuclearize, at least for the time being, want to keep this treaty going, want to keep this agreement going. And Trump campaigned on and still gives out sounds like he wants to pull out of this agreement with Iran because he doesn't like the agreement. And let's say it like this. The the agreement they signed, Iran agreed to curb its nuclear development until about 2025, about eight years from now, seven years from now, in exchange for relief of the crippling sanctions that Western Europe and America was putting on Iran. So that was the trade-off. Iran uh, was hurting economically. Its people were in need of help. And the deal was, well, okay, we'll lift the sanctions that are crippling you, but you have to agree uh, not to develop nuclear weapons during this period of time. Now, where Trump is right is it's not a great deal. There's a lot of imperfection in it. For example, the idea that it only goes till 2025, and then Iran can start start up again. It's also not a good deal because it doesn't deal with any of the other problems that Iran poses. And let's be straight. Iran is a bad actor. Uh, they do really bad things. And Iran supports terrorists. It supports Assad in Syria and all that horrible crimes. It supports Hamas. Hezbollah, it uh, the, uh, uh, Khomeini, the 78-year-old leader of uh, Iran, um, to this day gives speeches saying how they have to annihilate Israel and within 25 years it can no longer exist. And so he has said, Khomeini said, that he will support any country or any group that has as its goal the destruction of the state of Israel. Um So, with all that, and of course, the hatred of America. So, yeah, there are a lot of issues with Iran. And so, on the one hand, you say, why are we relieving sanctions on this bad country that's causing all this trouble in the Middle East, supporting terrorists, blowing up, perhaps, the Middle East? Why are we doing this? And the answer is, you can't get everything in this one deal. The immediate concern is we cannot have someone like Iran playing around with nuclear weapons because the Middle East is like New England. I mean, that's the size of it, you know, except for Saudi Arabia, which is very large. But the whole area, you know, one nuclear bomb can blow everybody up. And that's the whole world That's the umbilical cord of civilization, the Middle East. It's the center of every religion or most major religions. It it was the center of the East-West conflict during the Cold War. It's the center of energy in the world. I mean, the world comes together in the Middle East. So you permit any destabilizing force in the Middle East, that's that brings world war, that brings nuclear war. So if the deal is, okay, we don't get everything we want, we're not getting Iran on this deal to stop its support of terrorism. We're not getting Iran to stop supporting Assad in Syria. But at least we're putting a halt because we do have inspections in terms of their nuclear sites. Now, we don't have inspections of the military sites, so they still can be developing missiles and stuff like that, but not the nuclear weapons. So that's what the deal is. And Trump and a lot of people on his side, including Netanyahu, the head of Israel, they don't want this deal. Now, you can understand why Israel feels like that, Because Israel's dealing with Iran, and Iran, as I said, wants to annihilate Israel. You know, we can try to say to them, oh, don't worry about it, we've got your back. For those in this room, and they're not many, old enough to remember the Cuban Missile Crisis, we almost went to World War III, nuclear war, because the Soviets put missiles in Cuba 90 miles from our shore. We were ready to blow up the world to stop those missiles from being 90 miles from our shore. So how can we be upset if a state like Israel or any country says, if this country wants to annihilate us, no, I don't want them to have nuclear weapons. So I understand why Netanyahu says, no, don't sign this this deal. Don't give any strength to Iran. We've got to stop Iran economically every way we can. Well, the reason I say don't pull out of the treaty is because if you do pull out of the treaty, now Iran can go ahead with nuclear weapons immediately. If you do pull out of the treaty, well, the European country is going to pull out, too. And so all of a sudden, they're going to start dealing with Iran economically because they need, you know, it's an economic power there. So they want to make, do business. And then all of a sudden, we haven't cured any problem. We've just given a green light to Iran to go ahead and have these nuclear weapons. So it's not a great deal, but we got to keep it. And there's one other reason why we can't pull out of the agreement. In a couple of weeks, Trump wants to meet with Kim Jong-un of North Korea. He wants to make a nuclear deal with North Korea. North Korea, you give up your nuclear weapons, we'll guarantee your security, we'll give you economic help, we'll lift the sanctions. South Korea will make a deal with you. China will make a deal with you, we'll make a deal with you. You can have your regime in North Korea if you give up your nuclear weapons. Well, if we pull out, and Trump says the decision has to be made by May 12th, if we pull out of the nuclear deal we made with Iran— Why is Kim Jong-un going to sign any deal with America? Because it doesn't mean anything. We signed the deal with Iran. That didn't mean anything. We just pulled out. So therefore, if he pulls out, not only do we make the situation in Iran and the Middle East worse, we've now made the situation in the Korean Peninsula worse. All these guys with nuclear weapons... We're blowing up their deals. There's no way Kim Jong-un signs a deal with America if we've just pulled out of the deal we made with Iran. That's the reason Trump's got to keep the deal that we have. It's not perfect. A lot of things wrong. But if he pulls out, Iran and North Korea have been given the green light to go ahead and develop nuclear weapons as fast as you can, because there's no negotiation that will stop it, because we can't be trusted to keep our word. Thank you, Jerry. Thank
0: you. All right, this evening we have with us two guests who have been with us before, and they're making their way up here mm-hmm. Arlen McKinley and David Fall. Welcome back, guys. Let them get, get to their mics before I start asking them questions. Usually Ooh. I just start asking questions while they're walking up, so. <laughs> Arlo, correct me, you were on very, very early with our show, were you not? Yes, I was. Were you the first musical guest? It was early.
3: It was very early. <laughs> and you came back? And you came back. And I've been back, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've been asked back. <laughs> and
0: David, you've been with us before as well. That's right. So do you guys usually work together? Or is this a one-time thing? Just, just... Uh,
3: No, I... It's a about a year-long process. I've been trying to get him into my band. And oh, cool. It finally worked the out. the courting process. We, huh? uh, <laughs> now we do this all the time. It's turned into its own very thing. Very
0: cool. Very, very cool. Well, we're excited to have, uh, have you back. And what is first song we have? We Are all, we are, we are All Right. We Were
3: All Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's okay.
1: You got him in the band. How much you have to pay him? <laughs> Oh, he'd hate for me
3: to even say, yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> well, looks it's like we've started something here. I know, this right? Way to go, Jar. That's how you, you do you a have show. A knack. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I went back to sleep. What else could I do? Tried to find my way back into that dream so I could be close to you. So I could
3: Thank you very much. Oh,
1: sorry.
0: So what else have you guys been working on inv- individually and together that you can tell us about?
3: Uh, we've just been working together. We okay. just finished our uh, new, the new Arlo McKinley and the Lonesome Sound record that he's on. And uh, he played a big part of it. We spent Excellent. a lot of evenings together getting the songs ready and arranging them and
0: very cool and you are the residents um or the artist in residence at southgate house revival this july i am you i'll
3: be there every july i'm sure he'll be there probably every other week that's how (laughs) it works that's how i get them we got it
0: that's such a great venue that's a cool spot. And the mo- the most recent album that you guys have out, or I'm sorry, that has come out, is the Die Midwestern Volume 1. Is that early fall coming out?
3: Uh, yeah, that should be coming out. Released uh, this fall. By early fall, yeah. Very cool. 13 songs. And, Excellent.
0: Excellent. Yeah. And where can we hear more of your sound? Um, Facebook?
3: Yeah, on Facebook. Uh, Bandcamp. The whole record's on YouTube. Excellent. I tried to have some here tonight, but I overslept. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, you'll yeah. have it. Do
1: you have uh, Gene as a manager? Right?
3: No.
0: <laughs> Gene was supposed to call.
3: I wouldn't yeah. know. I'd be the last
2: to know. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. problem is, I don't know either. So right? I just show up. I, I manage some up? people. That's yeah. what I do. I just what show up. From I'm told, up. I manage some people. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: Second song you guys are going to uh, be playing for us tonight is Bag of Pills. Yeah. All right.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
4: I can feel it Got a bag of pills I've been dealing So I can take you drinking Don't tell me about a love thing Get high and talk until the morning Catch me sleep.
0: Have that keyboard sound in here, it's such it's really beautiful, I really Good enjoy job. it. Well, gentlemen, if you don't mind, our friend here is gonna sing down by the riverside with you.
3: Yes, there's, <laughs> yes, <we> have, <laughs> there's still a little bit, I some. mean, yeah. man, that was yeah, that's, that's
0: beautiful, weird. but a little dark. Yeah, there's,
1: there's still time to back out.
4: Yeah,
0: <laughs> again, this is Arlo McKinley and David Fall. Give them a hand, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks a lot, guys. Whoa! Here we go and down by the riverside with the one and only Jerry Springer.
1: down my sword and shield
0: Recorded live at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. Thanks to Patrick Kennedy for writing our opening song, and to you for listening. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com.